there. Welcome to the Hate Bowl Fantasy Football League podcast, episode three. Uh, we just wrapped up week five. And with me, I have Sean. Hello. I believe. I believe he's there. Yeah. And and Biggs. What up, squad? How you, how's everyone doing tonight? Hey, welcome back to the uh, podcast. We missed you last yeah, week. Yeah, I missed last week, unfortunately. Couldn't tear apart Sean. Yeah, it's all right. We'll uh, give you a chance this week. Um, so we're going to kick it off here with a little quick recap of the league itself. Um, wrapped up week five. There's some good matchups. Everybody's kind of worried if uh, we're going to have to do anything about the COVID situation, but game played with Bills and the Titans, so everything worked out fine. Um, high score of the week is the Armadillos, like we thought. Strong team over there, um, 165. And then um, Biggs lost this week. Good. That's the goal. That was my goal. I went 0 and 5. <laughs> We're on my way to my 0 and 14 season. I went third. Sounds like he's throwing it, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should. At a certain point, I think we need a defensive tanking as a strategy. I, I think it was pretty <laughs> obvious right after my draft that we knew I wasn't going to win a game this year. Uh, this is why. I, yeah. This is why in my leagues uh, we do a, a toilet bowl, and so. Yeah. Everybody who doesn't make the playoffs goes into a playoff bracket. Whoever wins that gets the number one seed. I hate that. So I hate can't fully tank. You can tank to like the second or third pick. That's as good as you're Just think get. about if you're like if yeah. you're a really good team and you mi- barely miss the playoffs and then you end up getting one just because of that. Strategy. That's- um all right. Um anything you guys thought? Well, I guess uh do we wanna let's have this discussion now. We have uh some teams that have defunct owners, I believe commissioners are going to be trying to sort that out, uh, make sure all dues are paid and kind of find a, some replacement owners. Is that the goal? Uh, that is the goal. I'm under the impression since Swanson has said he'll take care of it, that he's in charge of that. Um, all right. But I'm not going to hold my breath based on his track record. It's not real promising. Um you know, I, I think at the very least we should try to play out the season and see what happens. If we can find replacement owners, that's really good. Uh, in the meantime, I think maybe the move is to have commissioners set the best lineup by some arbitrary ranking system, you know, uh, whatever ranking system they're using in general uh, to, to keep active rosters and keep the league competitive in the meantime. How many owners right now have not paid? Uh, that's a good question. Cause I didn't um, issue until right now. <laughs> I do, I do not know as well. I think we've um, got roughly half the league paid. Okay, it's not that would that would make sense and that would roughly play out with the numbers. I would think. right. Um, Migs, you had submitted payment through Eric, so we've got seven guys who have paid. Okay, so. Yep. Like Sounds thought, about right. That, that basically is. Yep. I think. Um, I think the, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I think there's two true absentee owners. Uh, that seems to be uh, verboten or humor, and Rex with a minor. Um, yep. And Rex wasn't even there for <clears throat> the draft, right? Uh, I believe that's correct. I believe that's Swanson's yeah, we kid. Stand in for the draft. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, um, we'll kind of shake it out as the next couple weeks go out and hopefully we can get that sorted out. Are we able to change the draft deadline? 
I mean, the yes, trade deadline? that's already yeah. been trade uh, changed to Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I'm okay. in favor of a very late trade deadline. Um, Agreed. Right in, before play. But I like to end it one week before uh, the final week uh, with the thought process yeah, that then, teams and... can uh, make moves right up until the end and try to reload and teams that are going to try to tank out. Um, this is their last chance to kind of try to make their move. Yeah. Yeah, it gives – if we're doing a long-term dynasty with um, contracts and picks, it kind of gives that extra level of, of difficulty when considering trades or how you want to approach your team. And so giving us a few more weeks um, to kind of evaluate players and evaluate your stance within the league. Um, I think it works out for the best. Absolutely. For everybody. Um, as we flip over to the NFL, a uh, few big news stories this week, obviously Dak. Um, I didn't see it. I got a text saying, Deck RIP. Don't look for the video. So I haven't looked for the video. Oh, um, I was watching live. It was <laughs> pretty hard to looking. Dude, I I try to avoid every replay when people talk about it because I'm still traumatized by uh, McGahey. Ah, uh, sure. I was watching that live as like a junior high kid, and just watching that live, I said I will never watch gruesome injuries again. Absolutely, because <laughs> that was just disgusting. Um. We also have Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he was released by Adam Gase because Gase knows what's going on. So I would assume Le'Veon Bell is going to land somewhere and just skyrocket <coughs> to a, a top 12 running back. I mean, you guys have any guesses on where he'll Casey. go? Casey. That's just so Casey? easy. Ever, uh, I'm hoping for the Patriots, honestly. Uh, I think there are a number of good fits. But I think Casey has enough cap space, and uh, Clyde Edwards' meh lair has, has been a little underwhelming at the uh, goal line. Um, and so if the, if the numbers can make sense at all, I think Bell would probably land there. Other teams that I think would be good potential fits are Miami. Uh, I think Chicago would be a really good fit. Uh, and, you know, New England, everybody says New England, but – I kind of look at it, and they've got Damian Harris, who ran real well last game. They've got James White in the passing role. They've got Rex Burkhead. I feel like New England, they've got a full running back room. For sure. They, they do have just, a, yeah, Sony's coming no back one, soon. No one's standing out, really. There's no one that just in front of the bunch by that much. Yeah, but what New England running back ever has in the last yeah. 10 years? Usually, usually there's at least one that's in front of the bunch. Well, and I don't think they need him for goal no. line work there. I mean, Cam's getting the Correct. goal line work. And Cam will be back this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously leaning for the Bears. Um, without Tariq, I mean, you can say Patterson's a running back, but he still doesn't necessarily run like a running back. No, I, I, yeah, I completely uh, agree. He, he tends to sweep more. I guess it'll depend how much Bell really wants to get paid this year. Well, if he wants to take a, a sweetheart deal to be on a winner and, and kind of write it out as he's getting paid with the Jets, then I mean that opens it up to a lot right. of teams. So his contract has six million on the books and it has offsets, so teams can sign him to a minimum deal and he'll still make six million this year. Gotcha. Um, then let's see what else. Um, I'm still impressed with the rookie wide receivers. Um. They, they're getting opportunity. 
and making the most of it. Yeah, this is really shaping up to be one of the stronger rookie wide receiver classes that we've seen since 2014. It's pretty surprising too, not having mm-hmm. them not having a full training camp to deal with too. A lot of people thought the rookies were going to struggle to start, but it definitely not been the case. Exactly. Um, I think also that partially has to do with the defenses are still kind of getting up to speed as well. I, I would completely agree there. Um, yeah. Because you've seen a couple defenses starting to click, like the Vikings um, and even the Panthers with, with their young squad. I mean, they're kind of pulling it together and making a run of it. Um, I'd also say Herbert. Looking Herbert's good. looking very good. Very good. Yeah. That's a, me right there. Is, is Breeze done? I think Breeze is washed, yeah. Uh, I'm ready to see Flamus in, in New Orleans. It's, I am too. Uh, but That's yeah, like Breeze, it's not going to happen. Yeah, Breeze needs a whole year of being bad <laughs> for him to be written off. Well, and he's, he's yeah. basically NFL royalty at this point. Exactly. So letting him walk out you know, on his own terms, I think he's probably earned that. Um, but it, it is hurting the Saints this year. You think they have a winning with um, Jameis? I think they would, yeah. Okay, because I mean, they definitely would have a more explosive offense, but you definitely have that higher turnover upside. You do, but I think part of that's also the Arians' offense that we're we're baking in. You yeah. know, um, Arians' offense quarterbacks tend to have very high turnovers, especially in the first two or three years in that system. Um, I think, and actually, most of the time it's yeah. usually just. And one. so I, I do think. Uh, Jameis probably suffered a little bit from that. He's always been a little bit more turnover prone, but see. well, now, now he's gotten the lazy. <laughs> so you can see clearly now that the rain's gone. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, if he were to get the shot, I think Michael Thomas is going to continue to have that possession role. I think uh, Emmanuel Sanders would have a, a slight field stretcher role, you know, and then they've got Traquan Smith um, and Kamara. And, you know, so I think they'd be able to spread that ball out real well. Um, and, you know, I, I think the issue there is actually that Taysom Hill is getting way more run than he should. Oh, my God. Way more. Yeah. That, well, I mean, you paid him. Got to play him. He's like, oh, he's like over $10 million cap hit next year. Well, I didn't understand it. Unbelievable. I don't think I ever will. Um. The other game that I found uh, very ex- exciting um, from the stance that I, I made this call going into the week, um, Miami over the 49ers. We got Fitzmagic, and then Jimmy G got benched. Out time. I mean, I've never been a Jimmy G guy. Um, I, I don't really understand why people still are a Jimmy G people. See- he, he doesn't show me anything that, that stands out, I guess I would say. Yeah, I, I've never understood the I feel uh, like the Garoppolo love. I mean, Fitzmagic has been it right now. He's quarterback number nine in our league in scoring. Um, he, he is a legitimate oh, yeah. QB I mean, one. He, he doesn't he's care. A legitimate QB one. <laughs> yeah. And if we look back at his past four starts, 36, 26, 31, 31. That's that is legit numbers. In fact, the only stinker he's got is the first mm-hmm. week. Um, and then yeah. you know, compare that to, to Garoppolo. Now, part of that may be the issue that they've got literally nobody at wide receiver. Debo Samuel's just working back from injury now, but 
I, I just, I don't think the decision-making has been there. And Fitzmagic, he just wins, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i always liked his play style. He, he doesn't care. He's going to, he'll cutler some situations, but he, he also has the ability to, to actually have a really, really good game. Like Cutler would Cutler, but his good game was like a two touchdown, uh, two ninety. Yeah. Don't forget that San pick. Francisco game, four touchdowns but, on I want to say two hundred twenty yards. But I mean, I feel like if Fitzmagic is on, yeah. it's like it's electric. Yeah, just watch out. Like <laughs> this is a different. I, I think the thing now. with Fitzmagic is that he's kind of that roller coaster quarterback. When it comes off the rails, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. I thought, you know, there were a number of quarterbacks this year who had that potential, and some of them seem to have shown a lot more development um, and have smoothed that out. You know, Fitzmagic, you know, maybe he's in the right yeah. system finally that also kind of protects him a bit. Mm. Could be. We'll see. Could be. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we might as well just jump over to the highlight of the week, uh, wide receivers. Uh, last week we went uh, kind of roster by roster, contract by contract with quarterbacks. Um, talked about over oh, some smart signings, what we were curious about, and kind of some strategy around um, particular contracts or the approach to quarterback. Um, so with wide receivers uh, this week, we're going to go ahead and start off. Here's the top five scoring wide receivers right now. DK Metcalf. Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins. I would say we might have expected two of those five players in the top five with Hill and Hopkins, but I'm guessing you guys wouldn't have pegged the other three as definitely a top not, five no, right now. They definitely have upside coming in. I mean, there was a lot of hype around Ridley and Metcalf coming into the year. There was a lot of talk about them potentially ending up in that position. Um, I think there, there was a lot of gamble on that. And to see that actually play out has been really impressive. Yeah, I didn't think there was any chance that Ridley was going to be a top eight receiver. I mean, I thought he was he had a chance to be a high-end receiver too. I mean, Julio being out definitely helps him, but he's definitely a receiver one in fantasy. Because he even had – Yeah, week, exactly. He basically scored zero. Yeah. Uh, last week. Yeah, week four, zero points. So he's doing it on four weeks. I mean, that's, I guess that's very similar to uh, Mike Evans last year. Uh, he had, he finished as what, wide receiver two or top Correct. five, and he had a zero week as well. Um, if we flip over to some contracts here, you guys want to start with the, sure. the long term deals? You know, I think uh, looking at the long term deals, we've got a um, total of 22 receivers on four year deals, including the rookies. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to see which teams have invested more heavily in the wide receiver position versus the running back position, given the number of flexes that we have, you know, this doesn't have a positional scarcity factor like the quarterback or tight end position would, um, tight, so, end. mm-hmm. tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, always blame Eric. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting to see kind of how teams had chosen to balance out their, their long-term contracts or not. Um, some teams went real heavy. Uh, Sister Christians has three four-year contracts on wide receivers. Rookie Monster has three four-year contracts on wide receivers. 
Uh, Migs, you've got no wide receivers on a four-year deal. Well, I will put a disclaimer out. Uh, you, who's your name? Sisters? Sisters, that's three rookies. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, so, I mean, I, I wanted to get some of those guys on four-year deals, rookies. I uh, missed out just on the way the, the draft fell out. And then um, I think the one – I was, I was really aiming for two guys going in, um, Hopkins and uh, Galladay. Well, we we know how the Galladay deal shook out. Um, he ended up getting signed for two years, uh, like ten billion dollars. Two years, one hundred five million. Um, Holy! <laughs> on a on a misclick. Supposedly, supposedly misclick. <laughs> supposedly, yeah. So I mean, once that happened, um, I kind of just uh, refocused and uh, kind of threw my shot at some guys I thought had some upside, but I didn't have. Uh, to throw big money at and I got um, right. the quarterbacks on the later turn deals. Um, but I think, I definitely think wide receiver is a good use of the four year contract. Um, they have, they took, they typically have the longer shelf life um, compared to running backs. And it gives you time to kind of figure out if Correct. they're real or not on a cheaper. Deal. Uh, additionally, I do think they're a little bit more consistent year to year because they have a more defined role in the offense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's a lot of values out there at wide receiver currently. Um, there's also, there's also some real expensive contracts. Yeah. I hear dynasty bigs getting ready to tout his, uh, his goodbye on Allen Robinson. So go right ahead, bud. Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't beat that deal. Four years, 36 million Ooh, for a top, only- for a top 12 wide receiver. That's fantastic. The only better deal I think they're out out there is probably CD Lamb. Honestly, that deal is money. <laughs> That's just because it's a rookie contract, though. Right. Yeah, my my hang up on uh, a Rob is yeah, you don't know where he's going to be. Yeah. Granted, in the past, it hasn't mattered. Uh, I mean, if you can do it with Mitch, you can Mitch do it with a lot of people. Yeah. We'll see how he does with Foles. I think. I think. Uh, is a chance to even take the next step with Foles. I am pretty about the $27 million Uh, difference between Hopkins and Galladay on the same contract, but they paid 27 mil more for Galladay over Hopkins. That's what I mean, man. I I I tried to get both of those guys and I (laughs) I can't do that. Right. Makes no sense. Yeah. Um, the other deal that um, I like here is probably Calvin Ridley. Yeah. He's going to be a top five guy. Um, you got him at yeah. less than half yep. the price of Michael so, Thomas. So, you know, Ridley is under $20 million a year, uh, which is uh, a fantastic, fantastic rate for a wide receiver one. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably one of the better uh, free agent contracts that was signed this year. You know, looking at the four-year deals, the one that really concerns me is Michael Thomas. You know, four years, one hundred ninety-seven million. Yeah, that's like real rough. You needed you needed receiver one overall this year out of him for that contract to be worth it, most likely. I think you need wide receiver one, probably three White. out of the next four years. Yeah, you need top. Yeah, I mean, you need him to be year. top five all, all every year. Yeah, you need at least. But this year, this and year, for a twenty-seven-year-old um, wide receiver tied to. Uh, getting ready to retire 
quarterback, I think that's that's likely to be a contract he'll regret. Yeah. That that owner paid though, right? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> our that's our actual commission. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I mean the the one thing you could say is though if you have Jameis, uh he can put up number one wide receiver numbers. Um, so there's always that upside still there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a lot to commit. Um, let's see, out of – we have one, two, three – We've got nine – Four, three-year receipt. five, uh, six. We... Well, okay. I was counting six non-rookie wide receiver contracts. The other ones we haven't hit on, uh, Julio, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore. No, um, DJ Moore you know, I took a gamble there right hoping that he would kind of show up and just hasn't played out. I think the cup contract has been really solid. Four years, 40 million. Got to love that. Real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's, that's a solid um, at worst wide receiver three on your team yeah. if you're able to get some bigger names signed. Um, and you're at a, a good price at that level. Um, so, yeah, we can flip over to the three-year deals. So we've got nine three-year deals. You know, I think uh, it's headlined by Juju at three years, $108 million, uh, which feels like a pretty steep price. You know, going into this season, I think a lot of folks were expecting Juju to have a big bounce back year, and it just doesn't seem to be panning out. Are you guys worried about Juju at this point? Extremely worried. In one of my leagues about a week ago, I traded MT for Juju and Slayton, basically, and I don't know. It's a rebuild, so I'm not too worried about it. But Juju, I mean, last year he got outplayed by uh, Deontay. This year he's getting outplayed by Claypool. I mean, I get that he's the number one threat on the team, so defenses are mainly looking at him. But at some point he's gonna he's gonna have to show something he did his rookie year. I have not seen any of their games, so I don't know if you guys know this answer. Has he been playing mostly outside? I have not seen the games. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen the game to, like specifically. That could that could explain it. Yeah, he was playing out of the slot a lot because that rookie. was. Yeah, he was playing slot um, when Antonio Brown was there, so I think he might just have a scheme issue right now. Um, if Claypool can turn into the outside guy, because um, he's massive, he's kind of like a DK. Um, I think they just kind of need to find the groove on yeah. on all their pieces there in, in Pittsburgh. Um, they have the talent. And my, my issue with the Steelers going into this season, um, I wasn't super high in the first few weeks. Uh, you had a quarterback coming off of Tommy John surgery. Um, so you didn't know what you were going to get with Big Ben right away. Um, so he could still be easing into um, kind of full momentum offense there. Um, the next two high guys, we have Tyreek Kill and Devontae Adams. No. I don't think anybody would really scoff at those deals. Uh, what do we got? Roughly 30 right. and change per year for both those guys. Um, yeah, if we're going to say Cooper Cup at, at 10 mil a year is good wide receiver three value, I think Adams and yeah. Hill at a 30 million makes sense for wide receiver one. Um, next step down, uh, we have Cooper Evans and Godwin. Um, I mean, I'm not a Cooper guy. Agreed. He's he's too inconsistent. Yeah, I, for I've me. already shared. Yeah, my my opinion on Cooper. He's got and a case, Mike, case of the dropsies that he hasn't cured in years. So far this year, it's working out though. Hey, splits happen. Regression is coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and Dalton's coming. <laughs> um, and then both Tampa Bay receivers 
uh, interestingly, uh, 80 million, 86 million. Um, I mean, in hindsight, I have Godwin at 86. Um, probably wouldn't have wanted to pay that much, not knowing the quarterback situation after a year or two there. Um, but three years, I think I should be okay. But well, and, and the I mean, profile kind of, of Godwin, I would think that he would be still more their field stretcher if it wasn't for Scotty Miller. Yeah, I mean, Godwin kind of eats in that slot, though. I mean, yeah. Evans is the... Evans is kind of a boundary receiver, is my yeah. my thought, you know. So. Yeah, t- oh. mm-hmm. um, the other three cheaper deals here, we have DK Metcalf at 38. 39 million, uh, T.Y. Hilton at 15, and Hunter Renfro. Let's go. Very steep price. Yeah, so so DK is just under 20 million a year um, at 59 million. That's, you know, I I think that's a great price for what you're getting from him. Now, again, you know, there was a lot of projection baked into that, and it's panned out really well. So I think Hando has got to be real. Uh, real pleased with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the TY contract, um, three years, 23 and a half. You know, I, I think there was some, some thought that maybe TY could pull, pull himself back into a solid production profile with rivers. And I think he's going to be kicking himself with that contract. For sure. Yeah. yeah there are rivers was a bad signing. Not done anything. Lately, um, it's, it's possible, very possible. Um, I think going into this year, not knowing, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I, I think the the average per year is fine. It's absolutely the the length of the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so eight point three and twenty two might be might be something he needs to offload. Um, all right, two year contracts. Got a handful of those. Uh, 18. Looks yeah. Like maybe 20. I'm guessing here. You're close. 18. Oh, nearby. Um, let's see. So, you know, to your contracts, uh, Apocalyptic has Kenny Galladay on the ridiculous uh, $50, $52 million deal this year, 53 next year. <laughs> um, other than that, most people seem to keep their heads. Uh, Rex with a minor went two years, 56 on Cortland Sutton. You know, I didn't love it, but I don't hate it. It's, it's spendy, but he looked like he was taking that next step into elite um, kind of target hog receiver status. Coming into the year, you know, again, the injuries, yeah. those those are not predictable. No, I mean, I don't contract at all. I think Sutton's still going to be a stud whenever he comes back from these injuries. Yeah. Uh, we had – oh, go ahead. My issue with – my issue mm, with okay. Sutton is uh, I'm not a lock guy. And so paying that much, I still think Sutton is at best a, a mid-tier wide receiver too. Um, so I think it's slight yeah. overpay. At, uh, uh, looks like I glossed million. over uh, New Copkins, two years, $78 million. You know, you, you definitely paid a lot there, Migs, but uh, Hopkins is a stud. He's produced with every terrible quarterback he's been with and also with Watson. So – how do you how do you feel about this contract currently? Currently, um, 
I think I like it. It's probably about four million a year higher than I wanted to go. Um, but I knew that uh, there was mouths to feed there. But right. I mean, you, you can't ignore a guy like Hopkins uh, when you're a quarterback or a coach. Um, Kyler's still learning the league. And if you ever have an issue, I mean, you know where you're going. Um, and it's not like Hopkins isn't going to complete the play for you. Um, I kind of view it um, almost mm. to the level yeah. of Stafford when he had Megatron. It's like, oh, nothing's really happening. I'm just going to chuck it your direction and know that it's not going to end poorly. I might not get a completion. I feel like since it was only a two-year deal too, that even though you're paying the high the high money for a stud player, that you really didn't get as much like downside to the contract as you would have had if it was a three- or four-year deal. Yeah, also true, yeah. Um, not going to lie, that was, that was also it. I mean, you can, you can be as confident as you want knowing that a quarterback as young as Kyler is going to want to find him. Uh, but there's still a lot of people there knowing how the offense um, – Right. Not knowing how the offense would shake out in year two. Um, you definitely hedge against um, – uh, No pun intended. Juju uh, <laughs> um, next up, yes. <laughs> Going down the list uh, here, I'd say we have two young guys, um, McLaren and A.J. Brown at 46 and 36 respectively. Um, I think A.J. Brown – I like that price. Um, there's upside there, uh, just under 20 million a year. It makes sense. Terry, I'm not as a fan of. Um, at yeah, what's that? 23, 24 million a year. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like the McLaurin's price really has all the upside baked in to that cost. Uh, whereas AJ Brown, there's a little meat left on that bone. Ooh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ter- Terry's been performing with oh, Haskins. I mean, yeah, Terry is a stud. I don't think that that price has everything baked into it. I think he can be just as good as A.J. Brown can be. A.J. Brown's got the better build prototype-wise, but fantasy-wise, Terry can put up just as, just as many points as he can on a weekly basis. If he gets a, if right, he gets, but the, the cost is inverted there. You know, you're, yes. you're paying an extra $5 million a year for McLaurin. Yeah, that, that, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, I still think his upside can be, like, a $32 million contract realistically if you got a good quarterback that you could count on every week i think terry's a locked in top 10 receiver with a good quarterback this year i mean he's already receiver what seven right now no, I've yeah, always, i guess that's where we have the, the difference of opinion uh, i think based on based on this uh this shakeout i think we've kind of agreed upon that like 10 to 15 range for wide receiver three uh, 20 range for two and 30 for one. And I just, I think Terry at that, that 23 range is probably right where I would, I'd put his ceiling at. Um, sure. He could have some, some breakout and, games, but I, I just don't see him as a, a locked and loaded number one. Um, AJ Brown at 18, that'd make him a low two. I think I agree with you, Sean, right. it, that can push up closer to like a $28 million, $28 million. Yeah. I mean, right now McLaurin is the wide receiver game. 16. Um, you know, he's, you know, volatility is going to happen. Splits are going to happen. Yeah. Um, so. And you're paying for yeah, 16 I don't, right now, I don't hate the million. cost, I mean, but that, I feel like there's a, price. a ton of upside baked in until you see an improvement in scheme and an improvement in the quarterback situation. I, you're, I, you're not likely to get that to play out over a two-year deal. Okay. So I, I was just about to say that if this was a three or four-year deal, I would like it a lot more at the price. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like how the, uh, what other contract were we just talking about? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, AJ Brown, like that yeah. deal. That, that should be a four-year deal yeah. right there. That's a money contract. I I think the reason it wasn't because yeah, no one was sure if he was the real deal or yeah. Tannehill was the real deal. Because I'm guessing why that ended up at two years. But I agree, both of those players I would have liked in a three-year deal yeah. at their price or a little bit higher for Brown even. Um, next up, we have um, Keenan Allen, Adam Thien, Robert Woods, um, the 25 to 31 range. I'm not against any of those. I think you're kind of playing the age card with the two-year deal on all three of them. Um, and all three have proven to have that, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver one range. So really having them all yeah, under 20 million. Um, Big Z, you, you actually value. signed the Robert Woods contract. I, I ended up trading for it. Yep. What, what was your thought process there? So in my opinion, I mean, I think Robert Woods was going to be receiver a receiver two this year, locked and loaded. I didn't know what my fucking plan was going into the season, into the draft, clearly. But I think he's still a good receiver, and I thought he had at least two good years of being a receiver two. So I thought two years, $25 million, there wasn't really much downside to the contract. It could really only be upside if he ends up being a high, high-end receiver two, or even if he ends up being a low-end receiver one, like he's shown the potential to be. Because it all depends on him, Cup, who who wins every week. But, I mean, I think the contract's easily worth it. I like I like all four of those contracts you have right in a row. Gallup, Woods, Landry, Chark. Sure. That Chark one's really good. Yeah. I, want, I wanted to ask you how you feel about that. Why didn't you sign him to a longer deal? Um. You know, my, my issue there was I had spent my longer deals on quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, you know, when I go into a super flex league, I like to try to secure stability at the quarterback position first. They don't have to be the top end quarterbacks, but I, I want to have stability and not be going into year two paying a premium in a limited quarterback pool. Uh, so the way I like to build my teams, I really like to target wide receiver twos who I think have wide receiver one upside um on week-to-week volatility so robert woods gallup chark um all three of those guys are are guys who really fit the profile of wide receivers that i like jarvis landry was a little bit of a projection hoping that he would end up getting a higher target share and the cleveland offense just has not been pass heavy enough at all to to support that so that's looking like a bad contract um Another wide receiver I probably would have been really all about this year was Fuller, who is also in this two-year contract range. Yeah. But Miggs ended up signing that deal for a little cheaper. Yeah, I, uh, before we get out of this four-pack, um, what are your guys' thoughts on Gallup? I'm really torn on him um, in other leagues. He has really not done anything so far this year. He's had one good week out of the five. Um, It feels like there's too many mouths. And now with Dalton, like it just feels like. Yeah. So I think Dallas does have the, the too many mouths problem. Um, I was very much into this deal because I believe Gallup will end up leaving Dallas next year and signing a, a deal elsewhere. And so I actually just acquired him via trade with the hope that next year he's going to end up in a slightly better situation. I believe he's got wide receiver one talent uh, in the right situation. 100%. Coming in this offseason, I thought he was the most talented receiver on the Cowboys team. I mean, Obviously, so far, I've been proven wrong. He looks like the clear three on the team. But I think he just needs a refresh somewhere else. Love him to go to the – Yep. Um. Next to here, we have Devontae Parker, Debo Samuel at $20.5 each. Um, 
Do you, do you feel comfortable about your Parker contract? Like or dislike either of those? Yeah. Uh, Ten million per. Yeah, I mean he's he's going to get the ball. I mean I like it better in a in a PPR league, but um, I feel like he's right. I, I think given the cost and the, 10 million, the upside that, that was available, I think that was a good contract. You know, it hasn't panned out, but we all make contracts that don't pan out. That's going to happen. Hey, you watch it. Um, then next up, you previously mentioned Will Fuller. We also have Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel, and Darius Slayton. Of those four, all under ten million a year. I mean, under those five. Uh, what do you What do you guys have for your power? I could not disagree five? more. I think it's Fuller, man. I love Fuller. Fuller and Mike Williams. I think Fuller is clearly the wide receiver one in Houston. Uh, he's had the talent for years. He's got the ability to stretch the field. His catch radius is massive. If he can stay healthy, which isn't if, I think he has top 10 wide receiver upside at that price. That's that's fantastic. Mike Williams is getting fed now by Justin Herbert. Herbert loves big wide receivers. He loves big targets. Uh, I think as he becomes more polished and more capable of manning that offense, Mike Williams is going to start to eat a lot more, particularly in the red zone. Um, for me, Kirk, Kirk was a hope. Darius Slayton uh, looked real good coming into the end of last year. Um, He's you know, receiving money right now. Yeah, and you got to love that. But I'm just saying when I look at who has the, the wide receiver one upside, Fuller and Mike Williams, to me, have the higher upside. Yep, I would, I would say Darius Slayton is, is the third out of these five for sure. Um, Kirk and Samuel, uh, unfortunately, no. I, I don't even think I would sign them to my team. Um, I don't. I don't see them panning out right now. Um, so you guys prefer Darius Slayton? You guys prefer Will Fuller over Slayton, or Mike Williams, or Fuller over Slayton? Just straight up. For me, yes, yeah, every day, e- even with these contracts. Yes, straight up. Holy- Half the price? Half the price? Yeah. My issue with Slayton is you, it's an inconsistency. And it may not even, I don't, I mean, I haven't looked at the numbers. I don't know if it's actually panning out this way. Um, but I've, I view him very comparable to Tate and Shepard in uh, New York. And so I wasn't planning on him being so I, a clear favorite uh, in targets or red zone. I see, see the upside um, in Fuller, while, but I just can't get two, Mike I Williams. Like I, mean, Fuller, I mean, he's been in the league for had, three years and he's had like three games that are good. He has one game over eight points this year. New quarterback situation. I, I think there is upside there. You know, Justin Herbert's elevating that offense. I mean, I would, I would, uh, I'd agree with you, Biggs. I would not say that it's as wide as the gap as we might have made it sound between Williams and Slayton for me. Um, I feel, yeah, Slayton has proved a little bit more and can. In my mind, it's probably a little bit more consistent than Williams. Yeah. Um, but I can understand. Uh, that said, you know, I, with, I, uh, I don't want to knock Slayton at all. I think he's played incredibly well. Uh, he's come on very strong. My only concern is really what happens in this next year. You know, I feel like the Giants are really likely to take a wide receiver or two. They really need to. They yeah. Should. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's that's a team where I think, you know, part of his success right now is really high opportunity mm-hmm. share. 
and that might decrease in the future. Yeah, I mean, I can see that a lot can definitely change, and they 100% need to bring in either a, a receiver one or a receiver two to go next to them one, one way or another. They need people to him. Yeah, that said, I, I don't dislike that contract at all. Not a problem at all. Yep. Um, flipping over to the one-year deals, uh, we'll go ahead and start with the most expensive. Um, we have Odell Beckham at 18, Lockett 17, and Deontay Johnson at 14 and a half. Um, I feel like, uh, honestly, yeah. all three of those are probably cheaper than they should be. If we're gonna, yeah. if we're gonna go with the 30-20-10 route, um, uh, yeah, I was. Shocked. And honestly, I was, I was I very surprised that Deontay only got a one-year deal. I had a ton of money. So I was like, I just spent as much money as he went up to. <laughs> I think we all I did. <laughs> like I would, I would easily swap, oh, yeah. switch uh, Deontay uh, and um, Slayton. I don't know. They're real close for me. I just like Slayton's opportunity more right now. With that, there's so many receivers on the Steelers right now. They have four receivers that are good. Um, then we have uh, Diggs, Anthony Miller, did- Tyler Boyd, and Emmanuel Sanders in that 12 and a half yeah. to 10 and a half range. Um, I think Diggs is obviously a good value right. there. Uh, I mean, Anthony Miller, Emmanuel Sanders have not panned out so far this Emmanuel year. Sanders is probably Boyd, worth it. I feel like Boyd at uh, 11, and a, 11 and a half he's, is, re- is he's probably only had right. one game of good production 13.6, 11. 14.7. Those are the last three games. I mean, it's just a one-year deal, so it's not like that risky. That Anthony Miller deal is us, right? bad, though. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> He's, he has proven his <laughs> wrong with Emmanuel Sanders so, here. So my thought process with, with Boyd and Sanders was, you know, here's guys who might have the opportunity to take hey, no Thomas this target share and just hog it. Um, so I think, you know, that that opportunity alone justifies the, the $10 million. Um, you know, I think Anthony Miller, boy, you know, the Bears never got what they were looking for out of him. Uh, I think Darnell Mooney is much more the receiver that they were looking for. I don't really think Anthony Miller, I don't know if it's Anthony Miller's fault yet. I, I think he needs a reboot mm-hmm. somewhere, but still that 12.5 million contract was completely unjustifiable. I mean, I paid less for. It's almost I mean, like I paid less for wanted to pay year. wide receivers a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, so true. Um, of the remaining ones, um, ones that kind of stand out to me, uh, Hollywood Brown only on a one-year deal. Um, Jameson Crowder. Robbie Anderson at five and a half million. Um, then I'd say the rest of them are probably one question for you good one-year deal shots. How do you guys feel um, about Brandon across Cooks? the board? One year, nine mil. The concussion issues are what scared me away. Uh, where we got him here? But you don't think he had receiver one upside when he plays? I think he does actually. You know, Cooks has produced like none other when he he's transitioned teams and produced everywhere he's gone. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I stay away from players who I don't think are going to be on the field. And f- 
from my perspective, he's just one of those guys I, I don't get. Like, it could be ADP, a steal by the thousands, and he's just one of those players I avoid for whatever reason. Um, one I have on here, AJ Green, $7 million. So I was hoping he'd have a bounce back. Uh, not not happening. Um, let's see. Any other interesting names on here? We have Antonio yeah, Brown signing you know, two and a half million. Guys on one year deals uh, that take your are shot. Real cheap yeah. right now that are going to make a splash in this offseason. Scotty Miller has been very productive so far this year. Uh, I think you know, likely to, to garner much more interest going into next year. Jamison Crowder has been, you know, steady and productive when there's literally anybody. And as soon as Gase is gone, I think Jamison Crowder is going to feed again. Um, Gabriel Davis mm-hmm. has shown massive flashes in Buffalo. I think you've got to love that. Um, and then, you know, Nicole Hartman has, has actually gotten a lot more run lately. Uh, and I say run specifically because that's what he's doing. I feel like you're just naming off players for my team. Everyone uses names. <laughs> yes. Got to run those sweeps, I mean, baby. You know, when you've, when you've yeah. got a garbage... When you play a garbage <laughs> team, uh, you know the the players. He just likes your team. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know other names that I think have popped a little bit. Uh, David, Moore, they have Darnold, they have upside. Uh, who I mentioned before, <laughs> and then Keelan Cole. Uh, Keelan Cole has been actually very quietly productive for Jacksonville. Hmm. Sure. Hey folks, um, it's good chat. You guys ever have anything good else chat, you want to add to the league right now? Well, you might say so. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate you all. And I, I... yes. So we will, we will all surely be in touch um, with the changes to the league coming. Um, if you have somebody that you think would really be interested in joining the league. Um, let somebody know, kind of call it out in the chat so we can kind of point them in the right direction because we definitely want to try to keep this league alive no matter how much I said dead league um, in the chat. I still want the league to exist so we can continue doing these lovely chats on Wednesday nights. Um, and with that, I will say goodbye yep, for Biggs and Sean. You're the worst. And yep. I hate you guys, but 